Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. It is 14 minutes after 10 o'clock. A very controversial and contentious election took place last week in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And votes are starting to trickle in. What we know at the moment uh, is that at the latest uh, uh, reportage around it from the Electoral uh, Authority, that about two, just under 2 million votes uh, have been reported of the potential 44 million votes that could have been cast. We do not yet know what the official turnout has been, so we don't know how many votes will be count. What we do know is that it can't be more than 44 million votes at this stage. This is a country uh, deeply politically unstable, 100 million people, its population size, and has a unique history with its neighbors uh, that contributes uh, to its instability. And its current president, Felix Chisegedi, wants to have a second term. He's going up against many other presidential hopefuls, uh, eight-plus candidates, a former businessman, which is second in the running right now, holding about 15% of the vote that has come in, and Felix sitting on 80% of the reported count of the vote. But there's already allegations of it being a rigged elections, it being an unfair elections, um, and more specifically, opposition parties are calling for a protest uh, tomorrow on this. Opposition presidential candidates in particular uh, have, have come together calling for a protest on this. Uh, Kwezim Luisa, who's a senior research fellow at the University of Johannesburg, joins us on this conversation. Uh, Kwezi, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Welcome back to the show. You and I had this conversation not too long ago in the lead up to this election, unpacking what it could, how it could potentially play out. Is it playing out the way you anticipated it would. A slow count of the vote, um, a slow release of uh, the vote count and result as it comes in, but a disgruntled, rancorous uh, opposition spectrum that is now calling for a protest and a boycott of these election results, a rejection of these election results, because they say this has been a rigged election. Is it playing out how you imagined it would? Good evening, Oliver, and thank you very much again for the opportunity and happy holidays to you and the viewers at home. I think, indeed, um, part of our many conversations um, in the second half of this year um, indicated that what we are seeing playing out was to be expected. Uh, But I don't think that uh, yours and my conversations and many other conversations about the elections in the DRC would have anticipated the level of chaos and shambolic level of organization that um, defines it at this point in time. As your intro uh, alluded to the fact that uh, the election or the poll was only organized for only one day, the 20th, uh, because of this very uh, symbolic level of organization, the National Election Management Body had to make a plan B, which, was, which is contested as being unconstitutional, which is to actually have a second day of polling. Why was this the case? Some of the issues that many observers have been highlighting and um, issuing as red flags. Um, the question we always asked was that, was the SEMI, the electoral body, ready logistically? That's the first one. Secondly, uh, was there a level of confidence in terms of the populace or the, the, the voters uh, to the process of voting, to the level of security that the state was meant to provide. Yeah. And, and then thirdly, perhaps more importantly, was the, 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 the level of, of, of confidence by election observers from right around the world, including the region, who, would have, um, who had experienced or had experienced previous elections in the DRC, but, and, and therefore had a more objective lens through which to assess whether the country, the electoral body, 
the, the contesting uh, 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 politicians and political parties were ready. Almost all of those conversations were, were pointing out to there will be problems, but I don't think any of us anticipated to this extent. Yeah. Is it a foregone conclusion at this stage that uh, Felix Chisekedi is going to be taking this? No, it is completely impossible to, 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 to call it. Um, as you in your introduction indicated, um, the 80% um, uh, lead that he is purported to have at this point in time, uh, as you indicated, is only out of 1.8 million votes that have been ca- counted out of 44. And remember that 44 million as well is not going to, to, to get to be all the people who voted as the Senate decided that some parts, especially in the Eastern DRC, which is the restive region of the country, uh, there they, they won't have been elections that would have taken place. Uh, Oliver, what is interesting, having observed some of these elections, is always the fact that urban areas or urban centers where settlements are a little bit more organized, they tend to call their results much earlier than the more remote hinterland, rural areas where logistics are far difficult to actually uh, bring about a number or call the outcomes of of elections. So if you look into the 1.8 million that we are counting uh, uh, right now or that we're calling 80% as a lead for Chisekedi, it actually in part, Oliver, comes from the diaspora. These are people outside of the DRC in countries amongst others, such as South Africa, that have been allowed to vote in these elections. So it will be administratively and logistically easier to make the call on, on, on how, who has won uh, those votes. But the reality of the matter is one, there is a, a planned protest tomorrow. Will it take place? Government has said no. Will yeah. the opposition yeah, leave I, it lying? I, I want us to I want us to circle back to to to, to that protest and 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 the potential ramifications that it may have uh, for the credibility of the election. But I want to start with the credibility of the election preceding uh, the votes having been casted, and that is the fact that uh, there has not been any. Uh, uh, there's not been any, at least the European Union, for instance, called out their observer mission uh, out of the election. And, and, and there, there isn't a lot of scrutiny on, on the voting process for resource purposes, right, due to resource purposes. Um, how much of a role is that going to play in the outcry of opposition uh, contestants in this electoral process? Five members or five uh, leaders who have who are contesting the presidential elections have already called for a rerun. Um, amongst uh, those of the five that have called for a rerun, one has actually gone a step further to actually say that cancel the whole business. Yeah, uh, it was not credible because of the question you are, you are pointed, you are, you are asking pointedly, Oliver. Can we make a call about? the acceptance of the outcome of these elections if we are to evaluate the, the conduct of, um, of the pre, pre-electoral or pre-polling day uh, uh, behavior. It's yeah. been a problematic elections about, yeah. I think, um, there's the, 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 the church monitors, uh, church, Pentecostal court, uh, church monitoring group that has actually, I've got the figures here, they've yeah. registered no less than 152 instances of violence where they were monitoring. Yeah. They have uh, observed... Sorry, so, 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 so when, when, describe at least the minimum threshold of what violence here is. What are we talking about? We're talking about uh, voter interruptions, whereby people would actually come in and ban in a, a, a voting station, whereby voting um, uh, materials would not be delivered. Right. Or even if they are delivered, there would be, be accusations that uh, some people have got voting counting machines in their homes three days before elections, uh, and people were actually being invited or coerced to go and pay in certain districts 
votes in order for them to vote for particular candidates. So these are all things that have defined uh, the pre-poll day environment in the DRC, which means that almost automatically all of those... Remember, Oliver, we're talking about over 100,000 contestants. Remember that these elections are presidential elections, national uh, assembly elections, regional assembly elections, and local representation. So uh, you're not only going to just get the five out of the eight yeah. Or competing about or accepting or complaining about how these elections were managed. But we've got all of these 100,000 contestants who might have one issue or another to credibly bring to the fore the lack of credibility and legitimacy of the outcome. Yeah. I want us to take a break here and we'll continue the conversation on the other side of this. I'm taking your reactions as you're listening to the 086-000-2032. Give me a call. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. We continue on the other side of this. You are listening to Night Dog, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. 24 minutes after 10 o'clock, you're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for your time this evening. We're talking about the DRC elections and we're reflecting thereon. Of course, uh, with not without controversy, as opposition presidential hopefuls are now calling for a rerun and a boycott of and a rejection, effectively, of the election results. About only just under 2 million of the counted votes have been reported. Uh, and at that stage, uh, the incumbent, uh, Felix Chisagetti, is leading with 80% of the vote, uh, with the next nearest competitor only attaining about 15% of the vote. What is the reality or how realistic is the potential of a rerun? Uh, I, I, I don't imagine that it's it's one easy thing that's easily uh, going to be done. It's a thing that would necessarily have to be uh, going through the courts and the courts in the country would have to declare such and um, there would be questions around the uh, independence, credibility of the judiciary and the DRC. But, uh, Kwezi, just how realistic is the potential and possibility of a of an election rerun? Um, the, the second point should be: What are the rules of the game? What 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 is what should be expected if parties or contending uh, politicians or political parties feel that the process is not fair? The process was not properly managed. They actually have got to present to the courts um, whatever level of evidence or quality of evidence that they would want to place before the court in order for the court to 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 take it to make a determination on whether indeed the outcome of the elections or how the elections were conducted is a true reflection of the will of the people of the DRC. This is where the the the, the, the rub is at this point in time. Because when, when when the opposition members or at least some of the presidential candidates say that they want to protest, this speaks to them appearing to be relying upon uh, mass action as opposed to the rules of the game, which is take your evidence and issues to a court for the court to make a determination on whether to scrap the elections or find otherwise. So the rules of the game are quite clear on this one. It's just a question of the contending parties uh, right now, wanting to flex their muscles, and also in times to also influence uh, in one way or the other for the SENI, which is the electoral management board, yeah. to do the right thing. Because if all of their work is, is brought to naught by a court 
decision for a rerun, then they will lose all legitimacy to run these elections. So at times, it's not as if the parties do not know what the rules are, but they are actually wanting to communicate beyond the rules of the outside of the ambit of the rules of the game to actually make a political statement to those that are managing the elections, do the right things, follow the law, be fair, be just, give us a hearing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if, if none of that happens, uh, the uh, the electoral authority, Sally, declares uh, Felix Chisekedi as the winner of the election. Life just goes on, it seems, uh, in the DRC. There's not much protest action given just how militarized the police and the police state of the DRC is. I mean, the government already said this protest of yours is not going to happen. Uh, there's heightened security that has been announced. Uh, it seems to me that life will just carry on as it has been over the last couple of years. Um, you are part right. And uh, I think I think we are, we are highlighting on something that is a serious issue of border when it comes to the Democratic Republic of Congo. A, 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 an interesting um, fact that, that we must look at is that Many of these parties that are actually saying that they are planning matches in Kinshasa, they are perceived. I'm not saying that we have got evidence or actual data on where their support comes from. They, they are actually considered to pose much of a threat if they are to uh, tap into the sentiment of distrust for the state, which has been seen or which has been prolonged in the eastern part of the country. Yeah. If, Kinshasa, if Kinshasa protests, that that, 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 that would be a, a, a big win on the part of the opposition. But if Kinshasa does not protest and we see much violence as a continuation of the instability of the Eastern DRC, it does not change much in the political setting. How, how important as, as, as a political node is Kinshasa? Kinshasa is important because in essence, over the last successive uh, election after election change of government or not only yeah. of government of, admi- of administration the, the the central point of power is kinshasa that is why we have seen ongoing conflict in the eastern drc is that without the extension of the influence and the sovereignty of the state away from kinshasa or distributed across the country it's only kinshasa that matters so violence will continue to occur in other parts of the country but if there's a semblance of stability in kinshasa everybody is more or less accommodative of the status quo that is what has been a successful problem yeah yeah and 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 just lastly uh when do you think we'd have a final count of this? I mean, it's, it's, it seems to be a painfully slow count. Uh, it doesn't seem to be a very efficient electoral authority. Um, and it might, if, if, if they keep up with the current pace, it might be at least another three weeks before we get elect- uh, the final results. It might be, but I think it might be even even more than that, um, uh, Oliver. But the reality of the matter is that the, the schedule uh, of elections uh, and the announcing of results and um, contesting those outcomes, going to court, the, the DRC has not had a very proud history of keeping to the timetable. So I don't think that there's anything new at this point in time, especially with the recorded types of delays, type of contestations, type of symbolic administration and logistics that will actually give us a, a new hope that, they will meet the timeline that they had set for themselves, even for running a, a rerun, should any of the presidential candidates not reach 50 plus 1 uh, absolute majority. Kwezim Ubisa, thank you so much for your time this evening. I really appreciate your insights. And look, uh, as we get closer to a final count of it, I hope we can have another chat and make uh, a lot more holistic sense uh, of the picture of the outcome of this election in the DRC. Really appreciate it.
Thank you, Oliver, and good evening. We're going to take a break. On the other side, we continue this conversation, but I am taking your reactions to this. Give me a call, 086-000-2032, 086-000-2032. That is our line. You can call us over there.